All right, welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here on the campus of Merrimack College, North Andover, Massachusetts. The score at the end of one is uh, number 13 or number 12, Northeastern, depending on which poll you want to take a look at, leads Mer Merrimack by the score of 2-1. to one. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission, as always, brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop into Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. They're located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street, and they also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Well, as mentioned, Northeastern leading this one 2-1. to one. It was 1-0 until the final minute of play. Both teams scored. Northeastern went up 2-0 uh, before Merrimack cut it to 2-1. to one. That's our score here at the end of one. Ben Weiss joins us now from Huskies Radio. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess a, a pretty uh, eventful first peri period, as, uh, you know, as was the case. A uh, couple of reviews, a couple of uh, penalty reviews, as was the case. One of them's called, one of them's not. Uh, two goals in the, in the final minute of play here. Uh, your thoughts on the first period? certainly was uh, very eventful, Mike, as you said, and as we talked before we went on here, the, that lack of a first call on the what could have been the, the five-minute major on Zach Solo could have set the tone for the game. It could have got chippy quickly, and they, they made the second call after the benefit review, and, you know, it's back and forth, and I, I'm a believer that the, 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 the five less feet that, that you guys have here versus what Northeastern plays at makes a difference, so I think that's a good reason how that, that last goal by Merrimack happened pretty quickly. Uh, power play goal for the Huskies, Jeremy Davis. I mean, that's an NHL shot right there from the left point. certainly is, and a uh, uh, privilege to have him back after being named an All-American last year. It's going to be interesting to see what New Jersey does, if they're going to look to call him in after this year, if it's going to be one more. But for, for a typically undersized defenseman, he's, he's very offensively skilled, and his defensive game is really rounded out the last couple of years. So, special player. And then on the second goal, uh, Tyler Madden. I mean, we, you know, we talked with Jim Madigan, the head coach of the Huskies, before the game about him and what he brings, and obviously he's one of the two players for Northeastern that got invited to the World Junior Camp, but really a nice look from him from the boards. I don't know if anybody, if not too many not too many players, I think, could have made that pass over to Shul for the goal, but he found him. He was wide open, and it ended up being an easy goal for Shul. Very highly skilled player, someone who comes in as a freshman and certainly hasn't acted like it since day one. And, you know, having that pedigree of an NHL father certainly makes a difference. I think his dad joked the draft that Tyler's a bit more offensively skilled than he was, but having that, that, that former NHL player as a dad and that kind of coaching and that level of, of skill coming in. He's got vision that you don't see out of freshman players, and the only thing that worries me about him is his size right now. He needs a couple of years in the weight room. He might really be only 150 pounds soaking wet, so if he can bulk himself up a little bit and win more of those battles along the boards, he'll make a lot more of those passes for a long time. Well, Ben, Jim Madigan just got a contract extension at Northeastern. What's your feeling about that? What's the feeling around Northeastern that he's going to be sticking around for a while? He is, and I, I think you can't mention that extension without mentioning Jerry Keefe in the same breath, John, and, and continuity, as we know, in college coaching is a huge thing, as, as you guys are going through a process now with Scott Borg in his first season. I've always said you can't evaluate a coach until they have a full roster of their own recruits in. And, and Jim and Jerry in particular have done a great job of, of not just having continuity around, but, but knowing the kind of player that they want and going after them and trying to get them. And, and the fact that they're both going to be here another what, four or five years now is, is only going to help the process going down the line. And as we all know, how, how much more competitive the recruiting process has become, having him them both be able to be here is only going to hopefully continue to build the Husky success the past couple of years. Yeah, you know, I mean, you look back at the, the history of Northeastern hockey, right? And, you know, you obviously have many years of Bernie Flame and, uh, you know, Don McKenney took over after him, Ben Smith, uh, you know, Bruce Crowder for a number of years, and, you know, and then, uh, you know, you had Greg Cronin for several years as well, and Cronin able to get them back to the NCAA tournament and so on. But really, it's, it's you know, to me, you know, looking in, in, in a league where you have uh, 
such competition with, uh, in particular, BU and BC. Notre Dame for several years, obviously, uh, you know, in the rise the last few years of Providence and Lowell. Uh, you know, that Jim Madigan now has accomplished in the few years that he's been there. He only took over in 2011. The few years that he's been there, he's accomplished a number of things that none of those other guys were able to do. You've got, you know, I mean, certainly Northeast on one bean pot, but, you know, he finally won another bean pot, right? Um, you know, winning another Hockey East Championship, uh, getting back to the NCAA tournament, uh, having a, a player win the Hobie Baker Award, all of those things together. Uh, no other coach at Northeastern was able to do all of those things. Certainly hasn't, and I, and I think that's why I mentioned Jerry's name in the same breath, because Jerry was one of his first hires. Everyone who follows the recruiting services know that one of the first players that came over when Jerry came over was Kevin Waugh, who was originally committed to Brown. Kevin Waugh doesn't come. Kevin Waugh doesn't have the career he has. Some of those future recruits of the Adam Gaudets, Dylan Securas, and Nolan Stevens may not make it onto campus. Jack Aston Reese, too. Jack Aston Reese, too. You know, Jamie Alexiak was in there in that run, too. He was, uh, I think, a Cronin guy towards the end. So you, you, you don't start getting those, the, the, those players coming in. But the thing that I think people fail to realize is even though Jim was, quote-unquote, out of the game from a coaching perspective for so long, he was a scout for so many years. He has those relationships with those, with those pro scouts and obviously, you know, the, the, looking at, at the, the junior level kids too when he's scouting for both the Islanders and the Penguins so he kind of had an idea who those kids were coming up but when you bring a guy in like Jerry who's hitting the road like crazy and then you know they brought Jason Smith in a few years after that I mean they just they've continued to turn but if, if Jerry doesn't convince Kevin Waugh or wherever that guy conversation happened to come from Browns Northeastern I don't know if some of those guys come because then you don't have that that excitement and that, that bean pot that Kevin had against, against BU with, 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 with that hat trick I mean if that doesn't happen that may not start to start the role of things it's been a very special run the last seven or eight years, and you just hope it doesn't end anytime soon. Well, let me ask you now. You know, certainly, obviously, you know, for the Merrimack folks watching, get your thoughts now. You know, kind of from the outside here. You know, knowing what's worked, what's happened at Northeastern, what Merrimack's trying to do here. We're bringing in Scott Bork. Obviously, recruiting's going to have an awful lot to do with that. And really, I mean, I just remember uh, over and over Jack Parker saying, uh, you know, when people talk about him being a great coach, he'd say, "Hey, the best coach is the one who gets off the bus with the best players, right?" So, I mean, that's what it comes down to, I think, right? But you know, I mean. What do you see, you know, obviously Bork's been at Providence, been at New Hampshire, been able to recruit some good players. That's going to be the big question. Can you do that here? I think he can. I mean, the, the, the work that was done by, by Coach Dennehy prior here and getting the renovations to the arena and things like that, and the fact that they poured money into the program is obviously a big help. And, and I just ask the fans to be patient because you need to have that, that. Every coach has their own system. When a coach comes in and inherits their own players from the previous regime, some may fit, some may not. I've seen that with the coaching changes over my career. This is my 24th year of the Northeastern. So I've seen a few coaches come and go and you see how things work. And if the fans are patient. It looks like, you know, certainly like a lot of, a lot of coaches are going to go for speed and trying to see what he can do to turn things around. You may have to take a chance in a few kids who may not be the most heralded right away to get them in. But if, I mean, look, Brett Cini's playing for the Devils right now. So if you can get a player or two like that, he can get something going, maybe convince Kovacevic to stay one more year and, and not jump to Winnipeg, help have that help, and then the NHL pipeline, and things will look up. But it's, it's going to be taking risks in a few kids that no one would have thought. I mean, nobody would have imagined pulling Lincoln Griffin in straight out of high school. But a spot opened up with Mike Spatula transferred to, to Minnesota, and 
you know, he comes in as a true freshman and plays well. So that there's going to be, she have to take a chance on players like that. But, you know, Coach Borick's proven as New Hampshire and Providence other stops that, that he can do. It's just a matter of getting the right staff around him. We'll be road warriors and, and see everything and, and you go from there. Well, Ben, you got Northeastern have some guys to watch in the World Junior Tournament coming up. Caden uh, Primo, goaltender for the U.S., uh, Tyler Madden Ford for the for the U.S. Jerry Keefe's going to be on the bench there as an assistant coach. So uh, pass along our best wishes to those guys. Uh, we'll, we'll be watching them and rooting for them as well. Thanks for joining us as, as well. Certainly appreciate your time. Best of luck to the Huskies the rest of the way. Well, actually, we'll see you after the New Year, too. Yeah, anytime, Mike, John. I appreciate it. And uh, let's uh, have a good uh, second, third period here. Great seeing you, Ben. Thanks for coming on. All right, that's Ben Weiss from Huskies Radio. Our score at the end of one is Northeastern 2, Merrimack 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.